Hey everyone, this is Reese. And I'm Kim. <laughs> and we're back for another episode of Flotsam and Jetsam, where we try and wrap up all the ocean news that's happened recently and floated into our inbox in roughly five minutes. I think we're going to go long this week. Yep, just a little bit. That's all right. It's been a while. Um, first up, we have to give huge kudos and shout out to the Australian surf community who led the fight for the bite and won. Yes, it's so amazing to see. Um, super proud of everyone involved. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, the backstory is that Equinor was trying to drill in the Great Australian Bite. Australian surf community got together and said, no way, rallied, and uh, Equinor has now abandoned its plans to drill in the Great Australian Bite. And this is it's just awesome. It's like, it's a great win. Like, we needed a win. And I, and I talked to Damien Cole, who was a big part of this movement recently, and like, he just, the emotion in his voice, he's like, we needed this man. We needed this one. And I was like, feeling it for him. Yeah. Just because. The, there's nothing like fighting for something you believe in and winning and having this be this really authentic thing that means something to you. Totally. Yeah. Especially after the summer they've had. Fully. But the good news is the fires are finally out. Yes, but that doesn't mean the problem's over. Yeah. Uh, because just because the symptom has sort of eased doesn't mean that the um, climate change is over. That was a very medical analysis. I know. It was like disease symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. And yeah. what we're seeing is, you know, right now in Australia, the Great Barrier Reef is currently feeling the effects of climate change, uh, potentially about to face the most extensive coral bleaching it's ever seen. And this is being reported by Sydney Morning Herald, The Guardian, Vice, and others. Um, NOAA release some imagery showing all the ocean warming that's happening in the area and th right now i mean they're just praying for some cloud cover or something to hopefully relieve the reef from this potential bleaching totally it's our biggest it's our biggest reef right yeah Wrong? for sure yeah, yeah. yes yes <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like a natural wonder right you can see yeah from space. i learned about it when i was a kid it's like this this thing has to get saved yeah for sure um Back home here in California related to climate, though, we're having tough times, too. Uh, yeah. It's been the driest February on record in California. Right. Which not a drop insane. of rain. Yeah, not a drop of rain and kind of no rain in sight. I think that there's this myth about a rainy March, um, and it's not really looking so looking so positive. Um, and we're looking for all of these sort of saving graces from, from droughts and fires um, when the problem is really climate change. Yeah, so... Yeah. Californians conserve water. That's what you can do right now. And then also we got to kind of like act on climate. So maybe we can get some rain back up in here. Yep. Um, also along the California coastline and all around the world, the CNN put out an article this week about uh, how many beaches we're going to lose as a result of sea level rise. Yeah, insane. They say that um, some shorelines could retreat inland by nearly 330 feet, uh, which is a lot of space. And I'm, it, 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 that's a ton. That's a very wide beach. And I'm going to give you a trick. Anybody, anywhere in the world, stand on uh, your beach, stand on your coastline, your shoreline at the high tide mark, and turn around and face inland. Do you remember when we did this? I sure do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can stand at the high tide mark, turn inland, and if you're around five or six feet tall, you know, one and a half to two meters tall, uh, look back towards the land and wherever your eye line meets the ground, that's about where sea level rise is going to be in 2100 and probably sooner because that's a pretty conservative right. model. Um, and when you do that here at Bay Street in Santa Monica, you look right at the cliff. Whole beach is gone. You, yeah, there's no beach whatsoever. Yeah. If you try to walk to the beach, you just fall into the ocean. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a great way to visualize it, and it's a great way to inform and empower others to understand this because I think that's one of the biggest challenges with so many of these things. 
droughts and fires and everything is like we can't really understand it or yeah. understand sea level rise. So it's a good way to visualize it. Absolutely. Super good exercise. And then go out there and take action. So Surfrider has a petition for climate right now. You can sign that if you're here in the U.S. If you're in Australia, go connect with Climate Council. Go get involved in the climate fight. That's what I got for right now. Moving on to plastics. Yeah, plastics. Um, so there's a great article in Rolling Stone about um, big oil and big soda keeping global environmental calamity a secret for decades. Calamity is a great word. Yeah. But not when it's in reference to the environment. No. Yeah, not cool. This is a long read, everybody. It goes deep. If you've been wondering, like, how did we get so much plastic in my life? Because yep. as kids, like, we just didn't have as much. I don't think so. I didn't. No. But if you've been wondering how this all happened, this article is for you and it explains it. And then if you're wondering what people are doing about it, Earth Island Institute is now suing major single-use plastics producers and packages or packages, packagers. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's huge, huge, huge brands, worldwide brands like Coke and Pepsi and Procter and Gamble. Um and this is all of the trash that you see on the beach when you do a cleanup or when you are like the first time I went surfing in Rockaway, there's a Dorito bag at the top of my like 10 foot board and I couldn't get it off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like Rockaway. Um, what I think is cool about this is that this lawsuit can be tied directly back to individual action uh, from the break free from plastic movement. Last year, they led a brand audit, which was collecting trash, doing beach cleanups, but not just picking it up. Like when you're doing a beach cleanup, look at what you're finding yeah. and notice it. Are you noticing stir sticks from a certain coffee shop? Are you noticing packaging from a certain brand? And so they did this massive global brand audit and they noticed all these brands are the top 10 polluters. And so that's who Earth Island Institute is going after and they're trying to hold them accountable. Yeah, and they really need to be held accountable, right? For like sure. these are these are the producers of plastic and of all of this pol like they could change policy. So we have to keep them accountable. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's amazing that Break Free from Plastic led this brand audit and it's now hopefully going to influence policy. Um, again, there's another uh, action alert that you can be a part of around plastic. There's a, an initiative that we linked to a couple weeks ago. We'll link to it again here in the show notes. And I do encourage you to check out the show notes to read these articles and get informed. Also to sign action alerts and be a part of the movement. And we also uh, share all of these in our newsletter that we send out monthly, uh, the WSLPR newsletter. If you go to WSLPR.org, scroll down, there's a little thing that says join us. Click that, sign up for the newsletter, get some news from us. Yeah, it's right. short. It's easy. Cool. All right, we're a little over time, 6.30. Oh, all good. Cool, wonderful. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.